0: Merry draft mess to all. Tis the day we look forward to on this yearly, weekly draft pod we call the DMVR draft podcast. As always, presented by the homies at DraftKings, who I now joke are my favorite draft insiders. Though it's really kind of true. I love looking at those draft props and draft lines, may have spent an hour putting together a spreadsheet so I had those when they go down during the draft as a resource. I am joined by my guys, DMVR Rams' own, Justin Michael, J Mike. Happy Draft to you, Jakester, the Schwann man, Jake Schwann. It's DMVR buffs here with us. Fellas, how are you going in the order I introduced you? Doing good,
1: and uh, happy draft miss to you as well, my friend. I feel like we're in church, you know, it's like, and also to you. <laughs> <Exactly>. um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I'm doing good. It's a year-long process to get here. It's been a really chaotic week, and I feel like a lot of what I kind of thought going in is has flipped a little bit, just with, you know, some of the, the late movement we have here with some of these lines, so that's going to be fun to get into, but... Ultimately, I'm just excited to see how it shakes out. It feels like the the possibility of the Broncos trading into the first round or early second round is certainly there, so that'll be intriguing. I just want to see it all play out.
0: Yeah, as unpredictable, yeah, an Eve as ever, Jakester. Um, and I talked about with you on some platform, I forget
2: which. It's... it's oh, sorry. I think I lagged. I was just saying it was completely off the rails at this point. This top three is insane right now, and I have no idea where anyone is going or what's going on. Um, I think I know Bryce Young is going first overall, though, so there's something I know.
0: Yep, we've got that going for us. And Jake, I think at some point in this process recently, I was saying with you, make your mocks look like a mock that came out in uh you know December or January Bryce being the first overall pick would fit that and just lately I mean as of this morning feels like Will Anderson at two CJ Stroud the top trade target at three though we need to admit trade target is the key word uh Diana Rossini right as we jumped on was tweeting out that Cardinals considering a multitude of options and trade offers right now at three. So really, it's all speculative after the first two picks. But if it does go Bryce Young, Will Anderson, CJ Stroud, that would be very like December mock of us. Um, Jay mm-hmm. Mike, how much do you believe in this? Plus 150 to parlay those three consecutive picks as I just laid them out on DraftKings Sportsbook, our presenting sponsor. When I checked this an hour ago, plus a hundred now.
1: If you would have given it to me a week ago, I would have been like, empty the account. But I just think the the unknowing of what's going to happen with that third pick, who it's actually going to be there, makes it kind of hard to to put any faith in it at this point. And just the Levis hype, which is obviously the the big wild card in this. He's now kind of the he's now the betting favorite to go number two. So if if he goes in there, that's going to screw all this up.
0: Um, No, now it's Will Anderson, minus 350. Heavy favorite. Oh, it third.
1: flipped again?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this last week, Jesus. the number two has gone from Will Levis to Tyree Wilson to Will Levis again to now Will Anderson being minus 350 to go second overall
1: oh man all right well then yeah i guess i guess i go for it at this point but again with it being this fluid it still feels like
0: kind of a crapshoot <laughs> jake um is houston doing the right thing if they take will anderson has Demico ryan's learned the right lesson on how the niners were built here by just taking
2: will anderson That would be the Niners' path, and uh, we saw in San Francisco it was pretty successful. I mean, they they kept loading up on the defensive line, though. It doesn't take one guy, even though we all love Will Anderson, and he's really good. You need more than just the one guy uh, to really create that fearsome defensive line that San Francisco has. So we'll see if he sticks there. On the top three, though, Dre, we hit on that bet last year. I can't remember what the exact order was, but we predicted the top three uh, with one of those DraftKings lines. Um, well, that would have so been Hutchinson 1,
0: Sauce 3. Oh, no. Tevon Walker 1, Hutchinson
3: 2, Sauce 3. Was it a Stingley
2: 3?
3: Oh, shit. Okay, look it up.
0: Um, we'll, we'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get up. Yeah, all these drafts, they, they blend. Um, I would just argue that maybe the lesson to learn is that they yes they missed out on taking trubisky and like fleece the bears but they also took solomon thomas ahead of patrick mahomes in that same draft uh and also took like McGlinchy a couple picks ahead of josh allen so i don't know maybe uh buyer beware Demico ryans and of course the subtext in this entire top 10 in this entire first round is how much are we looking forward to the 2024 quarterback class, Caleb Williams, Drake May, I'd add uh, JJ McCarthy to that because teams like the Texans will absolutely stink next season. So, do you wait? You know, um I'm not sure. I I really don't know. And then at 3, let's let's flesh out these trade options real quick. You have the scariest of them all because it really discombobulates things because it just passes the buck on to the fourth pick is the Colts moving up to three because they get scared Will Levis is going to be taken. And then we do this whole charade with the cards trading down from four all over again. Um, it's the cards trading for a quarterback team that's not the Colts and Will Levis, Raiders, Um C.J. Strout definitely seems a target of there. They've always felt like a Anthony Richardson team as well. And I would say the exact same thing about Tennessee, who seems to be the hot team to project a trade to this in this morning's mocks. And then throughout the week, there was a lot of buzz of teams moving up for the top offensive tackle. If we look at the odds and how they've shifted at that three pick, overwhelming favorite to be that trade target at three overall is Paris Johnson. Um, not to mention, I think Tyree Wilson might be, or Jalen Carter might be a hot commodity to trade up for at three, especially the Eagles trading up from 10 to three for Jalen Carter feels very, very Eaglesy. Um, so I don't know, this is a complete pick your poison Pick your flavor. Am I on to something here, boys? Is there a trade scenario I'm overlooking? And if, gun to your head, you had to pick one of the options I just laid out, what do you think happens tonight at third overall?
3: Arizona's got to move out of it, right? There's too much
1: value. you got to try and maximize here with the amount of needs that they have. Yeah, I think Philly would be the... most realistic one it feels like them loading up on D-line again they have the draft capital to do it
2: because you know if you
1: look at a team like Tennessee you know the Raiders I mean you're probably getting into future picks at that point and there's still value there but in terms of who can give me the most tonight I think it's Philly and and adding Jalen Carter to that front would just be unfair
2: I've got two candidates um, to trade up for a quarterback. I'd have to go Tennessee. to they just brought in Ron Carthen as their GM in January. You know, these GMs always want to make a stamp, get their quarterback kind of make their impression on the franchise as soon as possible. So I'd move him up. And it's probably why we're seeing all these rumors of Tennessee trying to be aggressive and maybe move up to three for Stroud. But then I'd also throw out Seattle, man. You have two first round picks. You have a pick at fifth overall. Um, whether it's quarterback or not, if they wanted to trade up, maybe go get Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, it's right there for them. I mean, you could stay pat at five and just take best defensive player. Um, but I wouldn't rule them out for quarterback either.
3: Do you see Seattle trading back? I could. I could see that so too. It, like, especially
1: if it was just the Raiders or something, if you were only trading back a couple of picks and you add on a, mm-hmm. like another second round on top of that, they're another team that you could just kind of benefit by stockpiling here if you're not really investing in a quarterback. Or I mean, maybe you trade back and you take Anthony Richardson if you're Seattle just because you could sit him behind Geno for a couple years.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: um, it's going to be interesting. And the book has Stroud at three at plus 100 right now.
3: So, um,
0: and again, that would make sense to me. My board is Young, Stroud, Will Anderson. Them going in just a slightly scrambled order, one, two, three. Definitely makes sense. After that, maybe a little clarity because it feels like Will Levis to the Colts is the match at four. Jalen Carter to the Seahawks is the match at five. And again, that's why I think that, that that seems too easy. That's why I think those could be some of the targets to trade up for. We'll see. Jalen Carter right now plus a thousand to go third overall if you want to buy any of my crazy theories. And Devon Witherspoon, heavy favorite to go sixth overall to the Lions at six. I don't know, guys. That's the one I'm most skeptical about. He's a 180-pound corner, sixth overall with Tyree Wilson. Still available in this scenario with maybe Anthony Richardson, the top offensive tackles. Mm, color me skeptical. I think the idea of pairing Tyree Wilson and Aiden Hutchinson would be too appealing for uh, Campbell and that staff to really revitalize the defense. You know, that offense is already pretty awesome. That defense needs a remake. Um, so that's where I'd lean on that one. And then, you know, I'm glad Will Anderson and Tyree Wilson are off the board in this projection because it was feeling for a sec like the Raiders were lining up to have one of those stud edge
3: rushers and CJ Stroud drop in their lap. I could live with this. I mean, and going to the Raiders, I mean,
1: something like that. Just yeah, it's it's a good pick, one of the best tackles in the class. But it doesn't it doesn't feel like it's a death blow or or something like that. If you're a Broncos fan,
2: yeah, I do wonder about yes. the Raiders about taking a quarterback. Um, but with McDaniel's relationship with Jimmy G, I think that's something they kind of invest in. And yeah, just taking a tackle there at seven feels like the right move and Doesn't scare me too much at this point, but Broncos don't really have too many edge rushers to come off the edge right now. So,
0: yeah, um, that feels like the more logical choice. I don't know. Raiders also feel like that's a front office that needs and coaching staff that needs to kind of buy themselves a little more time and just send, you know, car shipping and. Drafting Anthony Richardson, whose prop is set at seven and a half. You know, and I mean I've I've laid it out before. It's it's the Florida. You gotta running factor in Mark Davis, too, though, right? Like
1: it's pretty widely reported that Mark Davis is upset that the Raiders have not really caught on as you know, the the local attraction. The Knights came on, they had success right away. The same went for the Aces, the WNBA franchise. He makes the big splash higher. He goes and gets Becky Hammond. He goes and signs all the top free agents. Like, he is a flashy owner. He wants to win. He wants to have the the dazzling quarterback. He wants, you know, kids wearing jerseys. An offensive tackle is kind of the exact opposite, I think, of what Mark Davis is trying to accomplish with this. He's tired of it being the visiting teams, you know, like away game at home basically it's kind of like the chargers situation which i don't know what he was thinking in vegas that like it would be any different it's of course that's how it played out but it does feel very mark davis to just know
0: we want the quarterback
1: who could hit and we'll take the
0: gamble i mean end of the 10th this like 7 to 12 really interesting what happens with Hendon Hooker and Anthony Richardson, the quote unquote leftover QBs. Um, who would you
1: take right now? Like, who would you rather take
0: if
3: I said you just have to take one of those guys? You need a quarterback this year. This Anthony year. Richardson. Yeah, I mean, like,
0: Anthony Richardson could give you. 10 snaps a game in special packages, and Hendon Hooker will be recovering from his ACL. We, we are fucked. <laughs> that's a point. Just I, yeah, let good you know? Yeah, that's
3: a good point.
0: What I really want to do. I kind of forgot about
1: the ACL when I threw that situation out there, but.
0: I really need to beg my owner to give me two years guaranteed, and like, we're going to tank <laughs> this season. We're getting Caleb Williams. I'm telling you, like, that's what you do. I think this, I mean. <clears throat> This is where this would be a sweet spot for the Raiders to trade up and the Cards to trade down. Because the Cards would fall really nicely with a Paris Johnson, one of the top corners, um, you know, top remaining edges, anything like that. Um, Just moving on, Bijan seems like a lock at eight. And then I think the Bears seem like offensive line heavy. And particularly the big maulers. So if Paris Johnson was still around or Dar- Darnell Wright. And then the the Eagles is another one. Like, I don't know what to think of the Eagles. I could see them going a gajillion different ways, trading up, trading down. They could be a Bichon team. They could be a top corner team. And I say, watch out for Miles Murphy, who just feels like the safest three down edge I know everyone's thinking Nolan Smith and Lucas Van Ness. I think Murphy is kind of the forgotten man there.
1: Any of those guys in that front seven in Philly would be a blast. Yeah. They they just, they're in a perfect spot right now. Yep. Because they can, they get to go luxury. But exactly. A roster that's intact. You have some really talented players that are still on rookie deals, so you're you're benefiting there. You did just pay the quarterback, obviously, and that add some constraints, but that's even more incentive to go, you know, chase an edge rusher or a defensive tackle or even an elite receiver or something like that, who you can just save, save the money on and get all the, the benefit of the mm-hmm. playing at Eagles team is really set up to succeed long-term.
2: Yeah. Yeah, man. Just looking at this depth chart and you add in miles Murphy and then I don't know if you're ready, Dre, but if you add in who they get the 30th pick in this mock that you sent to, I mean, You're really turning a strength into an even bigger strength, just adding athleticism to this defensive line. There's, I mean, that's
0: the teams built in the trenches, offensive and defensive. And I think that's the rich getting richer type of scenario you could see. And I don't think there's a ton of separation from that, like next year, once Carter, Anderson, and Tyree Wilson are gone. Um, and even offensively, you know, if Paris Johnson's gone, it's beauty in the eye of the beholder with a lot of these next guys. So who uh, Brian Bursey wouldn't surprise me at 10, you know, just like miles Murphy.
3: So, um, anything's possible, fellas, anything's possible before we get into the, uh, the second half of this mock though, <laughs> Justin's got a quick message for us. Oh, you're
1: good. I was just gonna segue it, but then you were segueing it, and we both segwayed it together, which is okay because that's what it's all about—collaborative teamwork.
3: Triple, <laughs> even though options. it didn't so, work out. Yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly. We threw the fake out. I thought we were doing doing halfback dive, but it turns exactly. out it was actually a stretch run. Um, NBA playoff time—that means big hoops action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in on the excitement with every game with just a touch of a button. New customers make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet. You're going to get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. That's easy. You don't have to cover. You don't have to get you know like that complicated. It's not a same game parlay. Just pick the right team. If you win, you're turning 5 bucks into $150. Everyone can get a no sweat same game parlay. And If your bet doesn't hit, you'll get the bonus bet back up to $10. A shot at redemption, one of the many things we love about DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Sign up with the code DNVR. new customers take a $5 pregame Moneyline bet. Score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DNVR. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Call 800-327-5050. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org in New York. Call 8787-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Kansas, call 1 800 522 4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 and older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See slash sportsbook for details and state specific responsible gambling resources.
2: And rock out the summer with our friends over at Shady Rays, the independent sunglasses company who offers a world-class product. They're durable frames and extremely clear optics. They're just as good as any expensive pair we've ever worn. And that's not all. Shady Rays also offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear with their lost and broken replacement program. You have up to 30 days, no questions asked to send in your pair for free for an exchange. Or if they break, Shady Rays has you covered. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to shadyrays.com, use code DMVR for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over twenty two hundred and fifty thousand people.
1: It'd be kind of funny if it really was twenty people. There 20 <laughs> people say these shades are great. No. Hundreds of thousands of people rock Shady Rays. It'd be awesome if somebody rocked some Shady Rays on the NFL draft stage.
2: Even um. if there were only 20 fans of Shady Rays, I'd be one of them. Oh, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. That's Those a good are point.
0: Big facts. Um, after that, we get into 11-12, are tough picks. Because if the Titans stay put, that's definite. That could be Richardson's floor. I also don't know, like, how many Malik Willis's and Anthony Richardson's can you add to this quarterback room where Tannehill's there? <laughs> this aging backfield, the defense is a little lacking in depth. The O line and skill position need to be remodeled. It's a team with a ton of needs. Um, and as you were saying, new new GM that wants to make a splash. And then this 12th pick for the Texans is a weird one because all of a sudden they became the, oh, well, the Texans will go BPA at 2 and then take the quarterback at 12. Which, I don't know, it doesn't make any sense, but maybe I'm crazy.
3: That does feel very Houston Texans, though. Um, Yes. (laughs)
2: Uh, I like the fit of Jackson Smith and Jigba at 12, though. I mean, you really don't have anything on this receiving core. Um, You got Robert Woods coming in. You get John Mechie back from his uh, lymphoma that he had last year. I'm still a Nico Collins fan, but you kind of need that number one receiver, and Jackson Smith and Jigba is the best one in the draft.
3: Him and Mechie, assuming Mechie is good to go, is a pretty fun little receiving core to build around.
2: With David wow. Smills throwing the football? <laughs> it's just for like,
1: another year until you get Caleb Williams in because they're going to be the worst team in the NFL. But. Good point.
3: Oh, man. It's uh,
0: so tough. It's just like there are so many building blocks to still be added to this Texans team. Are we really addressing the slot before we figure out so many other things first? I, I I you don't gotta know sell some
1: tickets Dre. and receivers <laughs> sell tickets.
0: <laughs> I guess that's true. Um, it's also like they've gone for superstar recruits in the first, like Will Anderson, Kenyon green, Derek Stingley, superstar recruits, Jackson Smith and Jigbo would fit that label for sure. Just trying to think, is there anyone I'm overlooking who it's like, Oh yeah. The Texans just draft four, five stars. Of course, they got... If
1: Bijan somehow fell.
2: Right. What about the corners? I mean, uh, you don't have Witherspoon or Gonzalez going in this draft. I mean, you just got Stingley last year. I think if you add another corner next to him, I mean, you have a pretty decent secondary all of a sudden.
0: That'd be fun. You want to see what kind of defense Ryan's is going to run. If it's that Seattle-y, you know, San Francisco-style like cover three we've seen. It's more Christian Gonzalez than Spoon,
3: right? I'd like to see Joey yeah. Porter Jr. on that in that defense, and he feels like a D'Amico Ryan's type player.
0: Now we're talking. Bloodline, size. He was a five-star. Mm-hmm. Yep. That that checks out. Um, you know, this weird swap for Aaron Rodgers where now the Packers are at 13 and the Jets are at 15. I don't know, might just end up the same exact way. I think the Packers would be like loving getting Jackson Smith and Jigba. That actually would be his perfect receiving core because you have Watson to create space with the speed. You have Romeo to operate on the outside as more of the possession guy. And then you would have JSN just being able to eat up the middle from the slot. That would be a phenomenal young receiving core. Um, to have, and just but, objectively yeah. hilarious if they finally take
1: yes. a first-round receiver yes. after <laughs> Rogers leaves. Exactly.
2: Exactly. It,
0: it would be <laughs> such a troll. It would be amazing. Um, Yeah, that would be truly incredible. And, geez, what was I? Now, Jake, we had this debate. You were giving out Michael Meyer when he flipped to being the favorite to be the first tight end. I'm projecting Kincaid here
3: to the Packers. What uh have you have you budged at
2: all? Man, um, well, they don't really have anything at a tight end. So really anything is an upgrade over what they have at this moment moment in time. Um, but if you want to go like true why, I guess, I think you'd be more encouraged with the size of Mayor, even though Kincaid is pretty complete himself. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of why I figured he would go first. It's just the size advantage that he has. Um mm-hmm. So I'm still on that that kind of line of thinking, um, but yeah, you could use a tight end on this roster if you're Green Bay for sure. For I'm sure going Mayer as hard. well,
1: but I love King Cade. That's that's nothing against him. I just think Mayer's going to be tight end one.
0: And I mean, in that Lafleur offense, even Darnell Washington would be such an amazing fit. Like mm-hmm.
1: any of those top guys, man. Tucker Craft, yeah. even from South Dakota State, if they waited a little bit, like the second, third round, he'd be fun. Um, what's the kid from Oregon State's name Musgrave, like Musgrave? Yeah, he's probably yep. not quite as good of a fit as these other ones, but I mean, he's a good receiving guy, big body, like they just need somebody to operate in the middle of the field, and they have nobody right now,
3: yeah,
0: um hundred percent and then it's you know, the Patriots' pick is always fun because they're kind of like Seattle. They do things on their own. Um, there was even murmurs of them trying to trade up to two for Will Levis, you know, all sorts of smoke from the Patriots camp. They could go very meat and potatoes on us. They could go say flowers, which would be phenomenal. Um, you know, lots of options. And I won't dwell on 15 through 20 much, especially 15 through 19, because that seems like a ton of teams that are going either O-line or corner, like the O-line and corner run, For sure stops and will be fairly depleted by the time you get to the 20th pick. And then I think 20 to 31, you might see a lot of offensive skill positions and some fun picks and some, you know, workout warriors and some surprise picks. And that's where this draft gets really fun. Um, Any direction you want, you guys want to take this in the final part of the draft. Yeah
3: just because
1: we where we're at 15 through 20 and how it's, it, I agree, it's going to be offensive tackles or corners. We'll say you have Joey Porter Jr. going 22 to Baltimore, which again, he would be a, a perfect fit for the a Baltimore defense. I don't think he gets past Pittsburgh though. If he's sitting there, there's no way Tomlin's not taking him. That's just like what the Steelers do.
2: Nope. Former Steelers son. Nope.
0: nope. From Penn State, like, it's just, that's as Steelers yeah. as it gets. It just need O-line. They're trying to rebuild that offense for Kenny, and they got to protect Kenny, you know? I'm just, I get it. Before, I'm right there with you.
1: Yeah, I, I I think, I agree with your logic. It just, I don't think he's able to help
0: himself. It feels very Steelers-y. I agree. Um But, I mean, that's, it's... You know, it's it's a coin flip. Alternate corners and tackles, <laughs> and you'll get yourself to the 20th pick for the um for the Seahawks, where I mean
1: Jordan Addison.
0: Seahawks, Chargers. I think you could see some skill players go there. Ravens are right after that. They need some wide receivers and skill players. I don't know, maybe a Hendon Hooker surprise team there. Um, from the Ravens, and I don't know, guys. I guess that'd be fun. When I was mocking this out, it kind of felt like with the depth of these corner and edge classes, which is what we've seen in years past, somewhat with wide receiver, I do think you'll see some teams say we can wait on the edge or corner in round one. Because we know we've got a good group of corners and edges we feel good about in round two coming.
2: Yeah, picks 20 and 21 intrigue me. Jordan Addison fitting in between Lockett and Metcalf I think is an amazing fit. Um, And then the Chargers getting Jameer Gibbs I think would be uh, pretty painful. Obviously, things are not great right now with Austin Eckler, but that's that's a nice piece to have in waiting for if and when they move on from him. I'm tired of Chargers running backs that
1: can catch torching the Broncos. How many of these do we have mm-hmm. to live through? Ledanley and Tomlinson, Sproles, Eckler, sure, who's I from Matthews. Colorado, makes it that much worse.
3: I know. Yeah, terrible. I mean, my God. It, they just they always land them. Yeah. Yeah. Um it's uh it's what they do. Be let's close this out with biggest surprise first round pick
0: and biggest surprise
3: dropout of the first round i know i'm putting you on the spot here um i think i will stick with my biggest
0: surprise to slip into the first being adetomiwa out of northwestern workout warrior tested like better than Tavon walker and the tape, like on a snap by snap basis, while the production might not be there, the impact is certainly there. Most
3: notable dropout. It's a really tough one. You guys go
0: with. I guess I'll go Emmanuel Forbes. Though I don't. I mean, the book has him as minus four hundred. I'll get Kili Ringo, but like the book sees Forbes as a bigger favorite to go in round one so I feel like I'm cheating there but um
3: yeah I'll go one of those top two corners there I also just don't think hooker goes in round one it's he's either gonna go in round one or he's gonna go in like round four
1: because there's no if you don't take him in round one why would you take him in the second round and I don't know it's just it's gonna be a weird spot
0: With 2024 looming, though, like who wants to draft a guy who won't be ready till next year unless we like, you know, it has to be a particular type of team. It can't just be like if the Titans think they might legitimately stink next year or the Texans do, then you might just be wasting a pick on Hendon Hooker because you might have a top three pick next year and be able to actually get a franchise quarterback.
2: I mean, this is why a team like the Vikings has been so brought up is because they have a guy like Kirk Cousins that you can throw out for this year and maybe even a few years after yeah. that and kind of bring Hooker along. And I just honestly, looking through the back end of the first round, I don't really see another team that would be kind of willing to do that. Maybe New Orleans, um,
3: maybe Tampa. Yeah. I'll I don't give know
2: my uh, draft surprises, though. but
3: I Tampa hate, might legit um, stink
0: and be like front runners for Caleb Williams, you know. So that's where yeah, yeah, I feel you. Um,
2: okay, go I'll ahead. My Jay. draft surprises, if you want, to please. So I'll throw out the linebackers: Jack Campbell and Drew Sanders to go in the first round. One of them, um, both of them tested really well. Both of them have insane athleticism scores. I know it's a line packing position that we kind of devalued, and the NFL devalued. But I think given just the caliber of athlete, you're going to get a defensive coordinator pounding the table that can't help themselves for this kind of athlete to have on their defense. I was surprise drop out of the first round. I'd probably go Clinton Johnston. And I don't think he'd go that much after the first round. If he does drop out.
1: Mm. I think one of these receivers is probably going to fall outside. That's a, that's a decent call. Um, I'm going to say Mazzie Smith goes in the first round. I think he goes late. Um, That's not like a Hail Mary type projection or anything like that, but I I think he is going to slide in there. Um, Guys that fall out, I'm going to say Jalen Hyatt and Mike Jake. I think he probably ends up being the first or second pick in the second
3: round. Beautiful. Let's take a quick break, get into some Broncos predictions. Y'all know that we love our Breckenridge
1: Brewery over at DNVR, and it's because Breck Brew has a beer for any occasion. Right now, it's the Stanley Cup playoffs. You cannot go wrong with just the classic Avalanche Amber Ale. It's the original recipe you've been used to for years, and it hits every single time. I love it on draft. I love it in the can. You really can't go wrong. Last year, when the Avs won the Cup, um, we actually had a Stanley that was made out of Avalanche Amber Ale cans. It was really epic. I held it up in the air. I felt like a champion. You can feel like a champion too when you drink your Breck brews. Check out the Breck Brewer Locator at breckbrew.com. Find a brew near
2: you. And let's stick with the abs and talk about Fubo TV, the place to watch the nuggets and abs on altitude throughout their playoff run. Fubo also has 140 plus live channels of sports shows, movies, and news. You can stream live TV from any device and there's no contract, no cable, no hassle Just sign up and start watching. You can start watching immediately with a seven day free trial. But if you head on over to www.fubotv.com slash DMVR. You can sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Again, www.fubotv.com slash DMVR for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Shout out to Fubo. Shout out indeed.
0: Tis the season, man. Um, let's get into it, boys. Broncos, final prediction time. Rapid fire ish. Who is the favorite skill player of yours that the Broncos could draft? You can go a multitude of ways, even if you want to go trade up on me here. Jake, start us off.
2: Oh, man. I mean, the crown jewel is obviously Bajan. I don't think they have enough capital or no enough just firepower to get up that high. No way. I would love to see them make a play for some... Someone like zay flowers or someone else to get in the slot so that you, you can move uh, judy outside um or even just i mean if you get zay flowers you can kind of play them both i guess outside together um i would throw that out
3: he's my guy okay really win uh big ticket items here no
1: realistic Very brand Zay Flowers and Charbonnet those are like, yeah. if you've listened to the drop pod at all those are Jake guys
2: <laughs> I thought I was I getting Sean like it's going to be aggressive man
0: Ayasovas out of Princeton or something
2: oh we can go deep but I think Sean Payton's <laughs> going to be aggressive I think we have a surprise waiting for us tonight
0: oh man oh man they move up for Zay Flowers. That would be what a win for you, Jake. What a win that would be. <laughs> Zay Flowers in Sean Payton's hands. My
3: goodness. Okay. Okay. I guess you're talking me into it. Uh, Justin. Um, if they
1: weren't going to move up, a guy I would like to see them take a the flyer on in like the fourth ish round would be Deuce Vaughn out of Kansas State. Oh. I just think he's versatile. I think in a Sean Payton offense, his pass catching ability slash what he brings between the tackles because he, a lot like Sproles, like that's a bad mofo. He runs really hard. It doesn't matter how small he is. Um, again, I'm just kind of going on brand there.
3: Um, <laughs> yeah, no. I, mean, I love wow. Jameer
1: Gibbs. Like I, I love Jameer Gibbs. He coming into the season, I made the case could yep. be up there with Bijan as yep. the top running back taken. Bijan, obviously a world class talent, he's going top ten. I got a little carried away with my take, trying to to be creative, but I do think that if he were to fall, especially past the Chargers, like very end of the first round, that would be a, a fun guy to try and make a move for.
0: I like that um, very on brand. Which, hey, we get we get to the finish line. You don't want to steer too far from home. You gotta stick to what you know stick to your guns um which I'll do the same Uh, Kenny McIntosh out of Georgia a guy who is really a factor in the receiving game and I think um has a bit more size than even a Jameer Gibbs and um didn't test super great so might actually be in the Broncos range but I think an absolute playmaker who in the hands of Sean Payton could be a true difference maker sticking with the running backs i think roshan johnson the texas backup to Bijan, would be lots of fun and then i mean day three maybe even later day three i've just you know for whatever reason i see a lot of kentucky tape um and man every time christian rodriguez pops off that is a great tough running back who who would be a solid player in a rotation so there's three backs for you um A little bet of sorts for you. J. Mike, you can start us off on this one. Do they draft more O-linemen or defensive backs at the end of the draft? The subtext in this one is, who wins out? Sean Payton with the O-line Bill Parcells we're building from the trenches, or George Payton and his Minnesota addiction of drafting DBs?
1: I'm going to go O-line. I just Hell think yeah. it's Peyton's team now. And I think it's it's more important long-term. I think you can rebuild a, a secondary relatively easily, like in one offseason, I guess is what I'm saying. I think it's pretty hard to do that with an offensive line. That's something that takes dedication and attention year after year. And that's what Peyton's going to bring. We're finally going to get the right type of guys here in the trenches. So I'm going O-line just because... It's been too unstable for too long, and I think outside a yeah. quarterback, that that just feels very patent. as you mentioned. It comes from the Parcells route. Like, it, it all starts up. It all starts up front. I know that's a cliche, mm-hmm. and we say mm-hmm. shit like that way too often with sports. But there's a reason, it's and that's the truth.
3: It's true, Jake.
0: You, the yep. field would also be an option. I can't think of another position you'd go multiple ways on, though. You know, like. Maybe
1: edge if you took one early and then you took another one late.
0: Um, Yeah. Interior D line. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think we all agree. Maybe this wasn't the greatest question. I think Justin laid that out pretty nicely. Um, If you want to add anything, Jake, before we move to the next one.
2: Well, just Sean Payton is just so good at kind of scouting and picking out these O linemen. I mean, yeah. he got Carl Nix in the fifth round. You got Jari Evans in the fourth round. I believe Taryn Armstead was a second round pick. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, in my point of view, Payton's got to, uh, I was, that was about to say, where Payton's got to let Payton, but George Payton's got to let Sean Payton <laughs> kind of do his thing right now um, yeah. and just kind of shape the roster in his image. He's a peacock captain. You gotta let him fly. <laughs> the
0: other thing is they've drafted a lot of DBs lately, so you've got a lot of youngsters on rookie contracts. And look, we've gone back and forth. It's like the uh, when in the office, Michael's complaining to Jan about how many visectomies and reverse visectomies he's had. That's been the Broncos' <laughs> offense with you know zone blocking and power and zone and power. Like now we need to get back. You need to kind of like iron out the old zone finesse guys and just go full in on power. So McGlinchy and Ben Powers and Garrett Bulls, they all have Quinn Miner. It's the guys who fit all have their dancing partners. And we've got a mentality and uh, just just a vibe to that group that needs to be established and consolidated. Fave trade up target. So well done. Um. Oh, thanks. Thanks, buddy. Um, favorite <laughs> trade-up target, Jake. You can only do thirty seconds on this since you you've already mentioned every first-round skill
2: player available. <laughs> okay, I'll go quick. Couple of running backs. Uh, I really like Israel Abanikanda and Devin Aiken. This team severely lacks in team speed. Give me some fast guys to go with that note. I like Marvin Mims, At Perry, Ooh. and Nathaniel Dell at wide receiver.
0: Marvin Mims as a trade-up target would be fun that would be that would be a good one okay i like it i like it you kind of so you answered this question when you first answered favorite skill player and now okay so if you're listening reverse jake's answers okay now he's telling us his favorite (laughs) skill players earlier told us his favorite trade-up targets it all jives with me it makes sense justin you already mentioned gibbs is there anyone else you want to throw out there
1: Not in particularly, Um, no. Gibbs Gibbs is my guy. I love Zay Flowers too, but we've talked about him a ton at this point. I will say if you take Zay Flowers and put him on any other school in the country that's not Boston College, I think people are talking about him as a top 10 type player because that's how special
0: he is. I sprinkled him top wide receiver. Like I do think there's a world where JSN just gets a little... Overlooked and it's Zay who comes out as the top wideout, which would be insane. What a win that would be for you, Jake um I mean he'd be super okay. fun I, I honestly, I never even considered him Gibbs is the obvious one and definitely one I'm super on board with um I would add Dalton Kincaid and Darnell Washington yes um, I like
1: all those tight ends that just didn't feel super realistic to me with what they did last year, but yeah you never know.
0: Quarterback target for the Broncos on day three or on Justin, you are contractually obliged to do an hour on Jake Hayner now. So take it away. I actually <laughs> he's the only guy second. I
1: put in my notes, so I, I, you know, he's. It'd be lazy to just say he's short. Drew Brees was short, and Drew Brees had success with Sean Payton, so therefore Jake Hayner is going to have success with him. But, I mean, when you watch Hayner play, he's got the arm. He's got the mentality. He's been one of the most exciting players in college football now for multiple years. I'm not sure he's actually going to be a starter when it's all said and done, but I do think he has the potential to be a high-level backup and a guy that like could come in and make some plays for you improvise in a way that somebody like Brett Ripon is just not capable of. He's capable of making plays out of structure. Jake, where are you at with Jake Hayner? What's his NFL potential for you? Is he a guy that would be worth taking in, say, the fourth, fifth round?
2: I think so, man. I really liked watching Hayner the last two years, and he does fit into that kind of smaller Drew Brees mold, you know, and Sean Payton obviously knew how to coach around that, how to build a team around that. Um, I know it's not something ideal, and obviously you'd want a quarterback that's taller, but Sean Payton could make it work with Hayner, the guy's got a whip, man. And he just hits his targets, just completes passes and throws touchdowns. I'll throw out a DTR also from UCLA. Yeah. And then just watching all these Houston guys with all the rumors for the buffs. Clayton Toon, man. That guy can sling the football.
0: Those are great names. I don't think you can get much uh further down the road. I'm worried they're gonna take a very like Taysom Hilly guy like Sean Clifford or what have you. And That could be fun too, you know? And, I mean, gosh, Tanner McKee, Jaron Hall, those guys have some intriguing upside
3: at the position. You guys think it's basically guaranteed they take a quarterback? Yeah, I do. I do too.
2: Gotta take one.
3: Yeah. 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 It's it's just smart
0: to take a shot just about every year, and especially year one, building out his quarterback. It's like signing
2: classes.
1: You sign a quarterback every year because you... You can never have enough of them in the room, ultimately, <laughs> especially cap- like capable, competent guys, right. where if you had some freaky injury situations, it's not the end of the world, or you're not putting a fucking wide receiver behind you know, the center for an actual NFL game. And I know that was COVID and wonky stuff, but you get the point. You can never have enough of them.
0: And I mean, the other thing is, like in the Sean Payton offense, sometimes the quarterback becomes almost like the fullback. So you just need an extra guy in the room because you like to have those packages down on the goal line and stuff. Final predictions, boys. It's here. Broncos' first pick. Who's it going to be? How do they get to it?
3: Oh, man.
0: You want me to go first? You spoke first, Jake, so you get to go. Or, or no, yeah, you go, Dray. If you're ready. I'm the going. Sec- they stay put. And they take Jervon Dexter. The defensive tackle out of Georgia. He's got the Brian Burcy type measurables. He's a bad dude. He's played against type tough competition. RAS out the gazoo. Um, and he's been inconsistent enough to where I think he'll drop. He's the exact kind of profile you want to target. He's the exact kind of profile that makes you stay at 67 because you get him, you get a corner, an edge rusher, an offensive tackle, interior offensive lineman and you feel like, man, wow, I got the Michigan center and Jervon Dexter, shit, that that was worth staying put at 67-68 for and not moving up to like 40 for, I don't know, Josh Downs or Luke Musgrave or someone more like that. So that's who I'm going with. Jervon Dexter and the Broncos stay put. In the end, they don't trade up. That'll be their first pick.
3: I'm going to go... Oh,
2: no, go ahead. You go. Let's say they trade up into the back end of the first, top of the second, and they take
3: someone like Kayon White. That'd be, be fun. a fun pick. That would be a fun It'd be pick. it be really fun, sure. actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just using picks, they trade up, right? Yes. Okay. Love that. Justin, what are you thinking?
1: I'm going to say they stay put and they take Blake Freeland, the BYU offensive tackle that Dre
3: loves. That would be amazing. He would be an incredible developmental tackle for for Sean Payton.
0: That would be an amazing pick. Holy shit. Tremendous value. 35th on my board. So That'd be be worth a trade-up right there. Love this. Fellas, thank you. Stay tuned for all our draft coverage, our recap pods. Well, I mean, we're just getting started here, you know. We got some presents to open now. So thank you, fellas, for all the hard work this season. As always, these guys, they're not taking any draft breaks like yours, truly. Stay tuned to Rams and Buffs. Stay tuned to the MVR Broncos, our YouTube channel, for
3: all the live stuff we're doing. And we'll be back, gosh, next few days or so. So, later.